This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise the Lord. Somebody say, the Lord is good. Amen. Well, praise God. Let's just go in prayer before we get started. Father, I honor you today, and I ask that you think through my mind, speak through my lips your very words, and Father, we just endeavor to give you all the honor and glory for what you're doing in us and through us. And we just thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God, this Sunday is Healing Sunday. And uh, I like to preach on healing because you know what? The devil's always attacking. And so we want to make sure that our faith is fortified in, in, in healing, glory to God. So today, the title of the sermon is Redeemed from the Curse of the Law. Amen? And I'm going to say this. You're redeemed today. Jesus paid the full price. You know, a lot of Christians, even a lot of uh, body of Christ, only believes that salvation is just to go to heaven. It's just that we, we, we get our sins forgiven and we just go to heaven. But, you know, there's much more to salvation than just, yes, it's great going to heaven and having a relationship with the Heavenly Father. That's awesome. If it was just that, I would serve God for that. Amen. But you know what? It's so much more than us having uh, an entrance into heaven. And it's thank God that we have a relationship with God the Father, which is awesome. But there's benefits. There's benefits to our salvation. And we got to get a revelation of that. And we got to mix faith and believe that. See, see, the, the reason why some of us can get sick at times is because um, at times we're, we're more focused on maybe symptoms that are attacking our body than we are on the stripes of Jesus. And sometimes we, we you know, we got to be very careful. We're not so focused on that. And we got to be more focused on the stripes of Jesus and what Jesus paid for. So, so today, uh, the title of the sermon is Redeemed from the Curse of the Law. And let's look at Galatians 3, 13 and 14. This is really powerful. And um, it says this, and this is what we need to stand on because, you know, uh, we are redeemed. And that means that that Jesus purchased a price for us to have something, for us to have eternal life, for us to have wholeness and soundness and preservation and protection. He, He purchased, he paid the price. So in Galatians 3, 13 and 14 says, Christ has or hath redeemed us. From the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. I love that. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, when you break this down, you see that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, and he was made a curse, amen, so that we could receive the blessing. But notice it says here that, 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 um, that we might receive. So you might receive and you might not receive. In other words, to, to, to receive the blessing of God, you got to believe that Jesus paid the price. Amen. Some people believe that, you know, that sickness is a blessing from God. There's a there, there. People teach that that sickness can be a blessing because it's a blessing. It's the way God uses to chastise you so you can get closer to God. Sometimes when sickness comes, it makes you more honorary than happy. Sometimes you get more resentful when you get sick. Some, it, I think it corrupts your your attitude. I mean, sometimes when I'm sick, I don't feel I don't feel, you know, like being really, really joyful. Of course, we know that the Bible talks about, you know, consider it all joy when you encounter trials. But but it is a fight of faith sometimes when you're under a physical attack and it keeps us from really demonstrating the glory of God. Amen. And so we don't want to look at sickness as a blessing from God. It's actually a curse. So, so sickness is a curse. We've got to get a revelation of that and understand that Jesus became a curse on the, on the tree, the Bible talks about, or on the cross so that, that he became cursed so that we can become blessed. 
we got to get a revelation of that. So really what the curse is, it's breaking God's law. When we break God's law, then there's what some would say judgment or a curse that will come in. So when you so in the Old Testament, when they broke God's law, then that opened the door to the curse um, in the Old Testament. And, and, and so we got to be very we have to understand that even in the New Testament, if we break the law of God now, now the law of God in the New Testament is the law of love. So when we get outside or out of the bounds of the law of love, amen, and, uh, and we we're walking in the enemy's territory and that gives the devil access into our life. Look at your neighbor and say, walk in love. Now, you know, we got to learn to walk in, you know, you got to learn to walk in love because, you know, it's not natural to walk in love. It's not, you know, I think it's more natural to complain than to praise. Oh, I'm talking today. And I'm talking, isn't it kind of more natural to, 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 to look at the, the cup that's half empty instead of being half full? Amen. And, and we, what we do is we tend to, and I'm trying to work on it myself, I'm trying to stay more positive. Because some, you know, I, I'm a perfectionist. Any perfectionist out here? Anybody like things done right? Amen. Amen. And, you know, you know, if, if you're if anybody have, have you guys went back to the restaurants? Amen. And, and so when you're eating, you expect your glass of water to be filled. Right. That, that the that the waiter or the cup of coffee, if it gets down, you want that waiter or the waitress. Is, and when it doesn't, do you get a little perturbed? Like, where's my service? Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Why? It's easy to look at what's, it's easy to look at the negative. It's easy to get focused on that. So, so I, there's, a, there's an old saying, complain and you will remain. Rejoice, amen? Uh, praise and you'll be raised, amen? And so, so we got to make sure that, that we're very careful that we're walking in the love of God, amen? So, so we got to get that revelation and... Uh, the redeeming for the curse of the law actually means it's breaking God's law. We know that Adam and Eve, they broke God's law by eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And what happened when that happened, they had full throttle relationship with the father. But when they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they replaced the knowledge with revelation knowledge of God. They replaced natural, central knowledge with love knowledge of God. We can do the same thing. We don't want to be replaced natural knowledge. Sometimes we, we look at, uh, you know, we study out even the, the virus that's going on. And we study out all the reasons why we shouldn't go to church. Oh, I'm, t- I'm talking today. We're, we're, we're figuring out all the reasons why, you know, uh, avoid crowds. You know, I was listening to Dr. Foshi yesterday. On the news, avoid crowds. You know what that's telling me? Avoid church. But we're social distancing in our church. Glory to God. And I'm going to say this, you know, some people will say, well, maybe there might be somebody that's a carrier of the coronavirus. They may be, uh, was it asymptomatic? Right. You know what? I'm a carrier of God's glory. I'm not a carrier of any disease. Are you listening to what I say? I have God's glory on the inside of me. And even if you are asymptomatic, the health world organizations, it says it's almost impossible for an asymptomatic, which means a person that may have corona in their body, give it to anybody. It's very rare. Very rare. And then you'd have to get close to the person for 15 minutes and let them breathe on you for 15 solid minutes. I don't even think you let the pastor do that. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And then if you're social distancing, then, you know, and, and, and then you go that next extra, extra layer wearing a mask. Oh, my Lord, you're definitely protected. So what am I saying to you today? I'm saying that that the law, uh, 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 well, breaking God's law brings in spiritual death and spiritual death is relying on natural sense knowledge. But we need to rely on God's knowledge. 
We need to allow God's word. Yes, I'm not saying don't be cautious and and, and, and don't, you know, I'm, I'm saying dot your I's and cross your T's. But don't put all your faith in all that stuff. Amen. Put your faith in the word of God. Amen. Amen. Yes. I even heard one person I was working out the other day and he said, well, you know, the, the science keeps changing. You don't even know if it's in the air. I'm like, you know, it, it, fear is being propagated. But I'm going to say this. You're in church today and hopefully your faith is going to be built. And so really, when we break God's law, spiritual death comes in. But you know what? Jesus came and gave us spiritual life. Hallelujah. And so 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 Adam and Eve, when they sinned, they died spiritually in Romans 3, 23 and 24. It says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So we know this, that if you live long enough, you're going to sin. And we know that sin activates death in a person's life. Amen. But when we get a revelation of Jesus and we receive Jesus into our life, we get eternal life on the inside of us. And we are redeemed from the curse of the judgment of breaking God's law and we're ushered in to the blessings of Jesus. Somebody say, I believe that this morning. You've got to believe that this morning. Then Romans 6, 23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So we see these passages just basically say that sin destroys. It separates our relationship with God. It puts us in a sense knowledge category where we're more focused on natural knowledge over spiritual truth. And I'm going to say this spiritual truth will trump natural knowledge all the time. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying today. You know, John G. Lake. John G. Lake was a evangelist. He was in Africa. They had the blue blonic plague at that time. And I, I give this story a lot. And and John G. Lake studied his Bible and. He studied Romans 8, and I love Romans 8. Read it as much as you can. And in Romans 8, it talks about that, that, um, that we are, um, well, let's look at Romans 8. It says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. That's the very beginning of it. So we have no condemnation because of the blood of Jesus. That means that we were walking in right standing. For the, but, but this is what he stood on. Because he was working with patients at bluebonic plague, and uh, he was kind of a scientist, and uh, but he stood on this scripture that the law of life in Christ Jesus, Romans eight, the the law of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. Do you know when you walk in the law of life in Christ Jesus, you're free of the law of sin and death? Somebody say, I'm walking in the law of life in Christ Jesus. And so he took, he, he, there was a dead person and he took the froth off the, and they were, they were all, you know, wearing masks and protect. He wasn't. And, and they thought he was a little crazy. He said, and, and he said, take the froth off of it. He said, now look, the germs will die in my hand. And he put it under a microscope. And they were amazed that the germs that was on that dead person from the bluebonic plague could you imagine taking some slobber off somebody? Amen. That, that, that's, that's another level of faith, isn't it? And, uh, Amen. <laughs> Pastor, I don't know even what, if I even want to do CPR on anybody that's falling out. But anyway, um, so he took that froth and he put it under a microscope. And he, he said, that is amazing. The germs are dying on your hand. He said, he said you know the reason why? And they said, why? He, they said, why? He said, because I walk in the law of life. In Christ Jesus and the law of life in Christ Jesus sets me free or trumps the law of sin and death. See, you somebody say, I believe that. So you got to believe that the law of life in Christ Jesus is working in you. And, you know, it's a divine protection over you. And it doesn't matter if you get in contact with somebody that may have the virus or may be sick. It's going to bounce off you. Thank you Lord. 
Amen. But why? Because you walk in the law of life in Christ Jesus. Now, when I'm thinking about the law of life in Christ Jesus, to maintain walking in that law, you have to maintain walking in the love of the Father. If you're going to maintain walking in the law, you've got to believe it, and you've got to continue to walk in the law of, the, of love for the Heavenly Father and for people. In other words, you've got to walk in the law of love, and that is loving God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and loving your neighbor as yourself, and even loving your enemies. In other words, you're not judging or criticizing people. Hey, amen. You're, you're not in that mode where you're a critic and you're criticizing everybody. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Because different people, even Christians, walk in different light of the word of God. And, and we might walk in a greater light in one area where somebody may walk in a greater light in another area. Amen. And so we got to be very careful that we're not judging and criticizing. Hello, people. That's right. Amen. That we continue to walk in the law of love in Christ Jesus. And that's the law of light. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Because every, different people are at different levels. John G. Lake was at a level that a lot of us probably wouldn't be at. You know what I'm saying? A lot of, if somebody called you and said, hey, I got the virus, I got the corona, can you come over and pray for me? I don't know if you'd go over there. Okay, I'm preaching today. Unless you had gloves, a special N95 mask. <laughs> or you could say, well, I'm going to be like Jesus. I'm just going to send the word to you over the phone. <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Your faith is going to be tested. I mean, I mean, our faith is going to be tested. Are you going to get out of your house, people? Are you going to get out of your house? Are you going to, you know, if you can go shopping, you can definitely go to, the, go to church. Boy, I'm preaching this morning. Amen. Amen. Why? Because the Bible says, do not forsake the assembly of ourselves with other believers as the day is drawing near. In other words, uh, we got to make sure that we're in church together in unity where the spirit of God can move, where we're standing strong with each other and blessing one another. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. So we got to get that revelation that we're walking in the law of life in Christ Jesus. So death, uh, so so spiritual death, let's continue on to my message, uh, will be, you know, when you break the law, Adam and Eve, they had spiritual death. But when Jesus came in, they gave us spiritual life. This is what spiritual death is. Uh, Kind of a definition. Ephesians 4, 17 and 19 puts it this way. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. You could say walk as people without God in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. Who being past feelings have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness. So we see here that Paul is saying he's he's trying to separate us from our old lifestyle, how we used to live before we had Christ in our life. And he's saying that the people that um, that don't know God, they're alienated from the, the promises of God, from the blessings of God. They, 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 they're walking in ignorance of who God is, what Jesus has done for them. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? And I'm going to say this, that Paul is, is saying this, that 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 we escape that. But but we still can be blind in our hearts. We still can be blind to the power of God in our life. We still can be blind if we're not allowing the word of God to bring truth to us because faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. In other words, you've got to keep hearing the truth that you're redeemed from the curse of the law and you need to start confessing it. Oh, pastor, are you getting back over on that again? Yeah, you might need to confess the scriptures. You know, because the listen, 
your faith is going to be tested and the enemy is going to test you. And sometimes a symptom might come your way, but you're going to have to learn to stand your ground. I'm going to say it again. You're going to have to learn. Listen, if, if I get any kind of symptom of any kind of sickness, I'm going to stand my ground. How do you do that? It's very clear in James 4, 7, I believe it says it this way. Submit yourself to God. What does that mean? That means put, submit yourself under the word and the authority of God. Resist the devil. And what will he do? He has to flee. So you submit to God. You, you're, you're, you, you submit to God. You resist. You resist the devil. And what, he, what does he have to do? He has to take his junk. Pack it up and leave you. Amen. Do you believe that today? Yes. Yes. Amen. And then if all else fails, take some Manuka honey. <laughs> uh, my, uh, Manuka honey is something that I take. It's, it's kind of a, it's something from New Zealand. And it's supposed to have a high count. And my wife was sick in, during uh, Christmas time, this, this, this uh, past Christmas. And she got, got something really bad. She thinks it was probably the corona because that's before they knew anything about it because she was sick for three weeks. And uh, it was trying to come on me. I said, no devil in Jesus' name. And, but, but you know what? I, I did take my backup, my Manuka honey, tablespoon of it in the morning and at night. And you know what? I had a heaviness in my chest, but I stood my ground. And guess what? I never got sick. Glory to God. Why? You've got to stand your ground. You've got to believe that your words have power. You've got to stand in the name of Jesus, that the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus, Lord, every virus has to bow to the name of Jesus. Say, I believe that. See, we've got to be believing believers. We got it. We can't fall into the area where we're being we're alienated of the life of God. No, no, no. When you get into the scriptures and you get into the word of God, it makes you more alive in Christ. And look, in Second Corinthians five seventeen, uh, what Jesus did when he came in and he paid the price for us. He gave us a relationship with God. It says here in Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ. He is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So you have a whole new nature. And so you have to you have to do something. You, you, you're a spiritual being. I like what Peter says. Peter says that we have the divine nature of God on the inside of us. I like what Paul says. He says the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. The same spirit that raised Christ out of hell. Glory to God. The same spirit dwells in us and it quickens. It makes alive my mortal body by his spirit that dwells in us. Do you believe that today? Man, you should have saw me this morning when I woke up. I was like nine miles of bad road. Glory to God. I thought, man, if the congregation could see me now. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, mean I was like, am I even going to make it in? T- half tired. Anybody ever wake up like that? Then you got to jump in the shower and, and, and you got to get yourself all dolled up. But I was like, oh, God, you know, and I get to church and I'm like, "Woo, man, I start feeling the anointing and the grace of God. Sometimes you got to push through. Sometimes you got to push through the flesh, push through the doubt, push through it all. So I, I woke up kind of like, Ugh. But, you know, after I jumped in the shower and I put my worship music on and I started worshiping the Lord and I did double communion this morning. I took communion this morning, glory to God, and praise God with some of my favorite worship songs. I did church already this morning. This is my second service. This is my second service this morning. I, ha- I have to do church, amen, every morning, glory to God. And I, I got in his presence and God started waking me up and saying this is, you know, and sort of revealed to me that this is a day that he has made and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. So we see here that, that Jesus imparts spiritual life to the believer, say to the believer. And so we see that, and I, I like in 2 Corinthians 8, 9, it says, For you know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, that... Uh, 
because because spiritual death will equate to poverty in our lives. And this scripture right here will reveal to us that, that Christ has redeemed us from poverty. That's not my message. But it, it's good not to be broke. Amen. It's good not to be destitute. It, you know, poverty is not a blessing from God. Amen. Amen. And so we see here in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9. For you know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that through he was rich. Yet for your sakes he became poor that through, you, through his poverty you might become rich. So we know this. That Jesus, you know, walked with his disciples some three and a half years. We know that he took care of his disciples. That we know that Jesus never lacked anything in his earthly ministry. Can I say amen on that? And we know that he provided food for thousands of people. We know that he blessed Peter on his boat with all those fish. We knew he did, he did financial miracles as well as healing miracles. Glory to God. Jesus never lacked until he went to the cross. And when he went to the cross, he was stripped naked and he was beaten and he had nothing at the cross. They gambled for his clothes. They gambled. So so Jesus became poverty stricken, not during his ministry. Amen. Because there are people supporting him all through his ministry. But he came poverty stricken at the cross. Why? So that we can be blessed. Glory to God. So that we can walk in the blessing of Abraham. That's what the Bible says that that we're redeemed for the curse of the law that we may You know, that we may walk in the blessing of Abraham. So that's spiritual life, relationship with God. That's, you know, wealth, glory to God. God wants us to be blessed. Hallelujah. Why? So that we can have more than enough to meet other people's needs. Look at your name and say, it's not just about you. See, where what happens is that we get in this walk and we just pray, Lord, just meet my needs. Me, my wife, our four kids. Kids, uh, us four and no more. You know what? No, it's more than that. Your finances is supposed to be a blessing to the body of Christ to get the body of Christ moving forward so we can get everybody into the kingdom. So Jesus, so we can hear that Trump, that last Trump, glory to God. And so we can be raised up. Amen. To be ever with the Lord, glory to God. And that day is coming because you know what? God is filling up his kingdom and he's using us to do that. You believe that today? Yeah. Amen. So, so we know this, that death also equates to sickness. And we know sickness is out here. And we know that Jesus paid the price uh, for our healing. And let's look at Galatians three thirteen and 14 again. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it's written, curse is everyone that hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So we see this, that, that in Galatians, it talks about the blessing of Abraham, which is spiritual life, relationship with God Almighty. It's, it's prosperity. And now I want to focus on its healing. Or wholeness or soundness. Amen. And so that's the blessing that Abraham walked in. You know that Abraham walked in health. He walked in wholeness. He, he, he lived a good long life. Hallelujah. And so, and so that's really what God's calling us. You know the Bible actually says in Psalm 21. With long life he will satisfy us. Some of you have a fear that you're going to die early. No, start standing on that scripture with long life. He will satisfy me and show me his salvation. You might need to start quoting that because the devil might be beating you up saying you don't got much longer to live. No, with long life. Long life. Somebody say, I have long life in Christ Jesus. So we need to start believing that, that, that no matter what the enemy's trying to do, whatever the fear that he's trying to put on us, we need to allow the word of God to bring faith into our equation. Glory to God. So we see this, that we know this, that the first sermon that Jesus preached was about setting people free. You know, we call Jesus our savior. You know, we sometimes when we're witnessing, we'll say to people uh, or we're, sometimes I ask people, are you saved? Have you ever witnessed anybody ask them, are you saved? They might say, what does that mean? 
<laughs> you know, what does that mean? That means, are you saved? Are, are you delivered? Are you set free? You know, saved can mean a lot of different things. You know, delivered, set free, protected, glory to God, preserved, hallelujah. So saved can mean a lot of different things. But, what, but when you're ministering or witnessing to somebody that doesn't know God, when you ask if they're saved, really the, 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 the key thing, are they saved from the wrath of God to come? So everybody wants to hear about the love of God. And we all love the love of God. But there is a wrath of God. In other words, God hates sin. He loves the sinner, but he hates sin for what sin can do to people. It destroys people's lives. It destroys other people's lives. He hates injustice. You know, God is a righteous God. He's a truthful God. He hates sin and sin destroys our relationship with God. Amen. And, and, and so if we don't repent and believe the gospel, then the only if we don't and we keep shuffling God off, then there's only one thing you're going to receive. And that's judgment and the wrath of God. Amen. I'm saved. Somebody say I'm saved, I'm saved. from the wrath of God. That's that's really good. That, that's good news this morning. And that's when we say, are you saved? Y- y- yes, more than just being delivered. Yes, that's part of it. But we're saved from the wrath of God to come. That's why we're trying to get as many people in the ark of safety. We're trying to get as many people in church saved, walking out their faith as possible because Jesus is coming back. And we got to get a revelation of that. We got to be we got to be like the five virgins with our oil filled and we got to stay fired up for God and not get laid back like laxy daisy and allow all the other things to crowd in our our equation and keep us from walking out the truth of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so so I love this, that Jesus came and his first sermon was in Luke 4, 18 and 19. This was right when Jesus went through the wilderness. And then the Bible says that, that he passed the test. He whooped the devil in the wilderness. And he came out in the power of the Spirit. I like to say this. Whatever test you're going through, you keep standing with God. I'm telling you, the devil's what he's trying to do. He's trying to take you out. But, but you know what? The devil can't take you out. You keep standing on the truth of God's word. You're going to come out of whatever thing that you've been dealing with that's been hindering you. You're going to come out in the power of the spirit. Look at your neighbor and say, keep standing. The Bible says once you've done all, stand and keep standing. We're, we don't cower before the enemy. No, we don't, our armor, there's no armor for the back. That means we don't retreat. That means we, for, we move forward into the enemy's camp, glory to God. We're not retreaters. No, we move forward. There's no armor in the back. Glory to God. Amen. No cowards in the army of God. Amen on that. So I like what Jesus said here. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So we see here that Jesus and like what one minister said, that was his main text that he preached everywhere he went. In other words, he would preach that the spirit of God was upon him, that that he that he would preach that that he was there to deliver the poor, to set at liberty those who are broken hearted, proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery sight to the blind. And then he then Jesus would go to the next level and he would demonstrate the power of God. He would he would he would heal the blind. He would raise up the lame. Glory to God. He will set the captives free. Amen. Because Jesus was anointed by God, the father to to undo the works of the evil one. And you know what? I'm going to say this. Can I go a little further today? You guys are anointed. You guys have an anointing on you to set the captives free. You have an anointing on you not only to protect you, but to to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. 
Do you believe that today? In other words, you are deputized. I'm deputizing each one of you to go out and pray for the sick. To cast out some devils. First, you might want to cast them out of your kids first. Okay, we won't go there. And I need to cast the devil out of my dog. He doesn't want to listen. It was just a that dog. Just not, we got a dog, and that dog. We, favor. We, we, we named him Favor. I, I almost want to change it to Curse, but I won't go there. But, and I said, Favor, come. Favor, come. And Favor won't come. <laughs> and I'm calling forth for favor to come, and he's not coming. I don't want to say curse come. You know, I don't want to say that. But favor come. You know, we, we named him favor for a reason because we want favor in our lives. Amen. And that dog is just. And I said, Yin, it's, Yin, it's my wife's dog. And my, I said, Yin, can you get the dog? And she said, yeah. And she's chasing after the dog. We've got to get a fence, you know. But anyway. Glory to God. Where was I at? Oh, yeah, you gotta, you got you to gotta believe that you have power, the power of Jesus to cast out devils, to lay hands on the sick. Amen. We have that power, glory to God. I like this because, really, this is the, um, the job description of Jesus in Acts 10.38. And it's really our job description, too. And in Acts 10.38, says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. I'm going to say this to you today. You are anointed with the Holy Spirit and you, you are anointed with power. Amen. You are anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. And it says that Jesus went about doing good and healing all. Amen. All who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Amen. So we see this, that 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 was Jesus' job description was really to undo the works of the evil one. We know that it's the devil that comes to steal, kill and to destroy. And so the devil does that. So 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 who's the one that's putting sickness on us? It's not God. It's the devil. And he's coming to to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I came that you may have what? Life. And have it what? More abundantly. No, I, I, I stand on that scripture. I pray almost, well, I, almost every day I'm praying. And I love John 10, 10, where Jesus said that Jesus, uh, Jesus said that he came that he, we may have life and have it more abundantly. And when I think about that, it, it, it's, it's divine health. Glory to God. It's it's. Uh, good relationships, glory to God. And it's a, it's a heavenly relationship with our heavenly father. And that equates to us having right standing with God, which should equate to what the kingdom of God is. The kingdom of God is righteousness, right standing with God, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So when I'm, when I'm talking about, when Jesus talks about abundant life, Jesus wants us walking in full throttle peace and full throttle joy. We should have peace that surpasses all understanding. In other words, we shouldn't be worrying about stuff. We shouldn't be concerned about anything. And we shouldn't be walking in the joy of the Lord. In other words, get happy. We we get excited. Why? Why? Not because the devils listen to us, but because our name's written in the Lamb's book of life. Let's get excited that we have a kingdom. Amen. That cannot be shaken. Glory to God. We have a foundation, glory to God. We, we have an incorruptible heaven, hallelujah. We have treasures in heaven. We need to start getting happy, glory to God. Hallelujah. Get, get excited about what God has done through Jesus Christ. You know, there's a story here in Luke 13. And it was, it was about this lady that was in a synagogue and in church. And um, let me just read this. It says in Luke 13, verse 10, it says, Now he, he was teaching, talking about Jesus, in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. So we see here that Jesus was in, his, in the synagogue and 
or, or the church, the house of God. And there was a lady in church that was bound up. You know, this tells me that we can still come to church and we can be bound up. This tells me that there still may be areas in our life that God wants to set us free from. It tells me that 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 lady, you know, instead of instead of staying home because she was bent over and said, I can't go to church today because of my condition. She pushed through and I don't know how many Saturdays that she came out the church. But that Saturday was a Saturday that God touched her. And set her free. And it was 18 years and she was still in church. So what's your problem? What's your problem? (laughs) Are you listening to what I say? In other words, she pushed through and she got the miracle of her life. 18. Could you imagine? 18 years of an infirmity and she was set free on the Sabbath. Amen. And so the Pharisees said, what are you doing? This is the Sabbath. You're not supposed to work on the Sabbath. They were so twisted in their thinking. And so Jesus said, so ought not this woman, verse uh, 16, so ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it, for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath. Notice that Jesus gave credit to the infirmity to Satan. Notice that he didn't say who God has allowed her to be bent over for 18 years so he can prove, you know, his glory this day when Jesus was there to prove how good God is and set you free. God gave it to you. Now God's taking it off of you. No, no, it's the devil that gives it to you, but it's God who takes it away from you. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so so right here, the credit was to the devil. In other words, the devil is behind sickness, disease, poverty, all kinds of sin. The devil is behind that. But I'm going to say this. You have the law of life in Christ Jesus working in you. And you have power and authority over sin, sickness, spiritual death. You have power and authority over that. Say, I believe that. Amen. When you start believing, you know, you know, In Acts, Peter said to the people when he was preaching to them, repent and believe the gospel. You know what? We need to repent. What does that mean? If there's areas in our life we're not believing God, we need we need repent means turn from uh, thinking worldly and start thinking heavenly. Repent means turn to God. And believe the gospel. Believe the power of the gospel. Believe that the name of Jesus is more powerful than any other name out there. You've got to start believing that. And start using the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm not going to catch any virus. I'm not going to catch any sickness. I'm walking in divine health. There was a, a flu going around. And uh, Brother Hagen... Uh, there was, I don't know, it was called the Hong Kong flu or something. I don't know. It was back in the day. There was always some kind of flu going around in some day. And this many years back. And uh, Brother Angus said, I'm not going to catch that flu. And one of the ministers said, you better be careful. The devil can hear you. He may want to put it on you. And then, and then Brother Angus said, I double dog dare the devil to put the flu on me. Some of you saying, I won't say that. I double dog dare the devil to put anything on me. Glory to God. He can't. Why? Because I walk in the power of God. I'm walking in the love of God. Glory to God. I'm making sure that my, that my life is, is lining up to the word of God. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, I'm not getting out of God's love. If I don't get out of God's love, I'm not getting out of his grace. If I don't get out of his grace, I'm divinely protected. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying to you today. And Brother Hagin said, you're right. Because when you believe God, it makes you bold as a lion. And you're not afraid of any virus or any sickness or anything like that. Why? Because you're walking in the law of life in Christ Jesus. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Say, I believe. I believe in the power of God. Amen. 1 Peter 2, 24, who himself bore our sins on his own body on a tree, that we having died to sins, amen, might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Glory to God. So what am I saying to you? Listen, if, if the enemy comes against you with any kind of lying symptom, you say no in Jesus name. 
You command that lion symptom to leave, whatever it is. It may not even be a, a, a symptom. It might be depression. It might be fear. It, the enemy will work against us in fear. And you have to speak to fear and command it to go from you. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Fear is what's keeping people from moving forward in God. Fear is keeping people from coming to church. Fear is worse than the disease itself. It's a disease. And we are not people that walk in fear. We walk by faith and not by sight. Am I preaching in anybody today? In other words, I'm not going to look at what's going on in the world. Listen, a thousand may fall at my side, ten thousand my left, but no plague shall come near my dwelling. You start confessing that every day. Pretty soon you start talking like that every day. And guess what? You're going to start believing it. You're going to believe what you say. And see, what happens is we're not saying it enough. You know, I, almost, I try. We have prayer confession sheets over uh, on the table when you walk in. It's healing scriptures. And I try to confess those healing scriptures as often as I can. And, you know, I, I confessed them yesterday before I went into the gym. And it, it only took me about five minutes to get through four pages. Five minutes. It took me about 15 minutes to get through all three of them, who I am in Christ and, and, and the other scriptures and prospering God. 15 minutes, 15 minutes a day, and you're going to be giants. 15 minutes a day, meditating on the word of God, getting it on the inside of you. And then whenever the enemy, oh, you better be careful. You don't know. You better be careful. No, listen, I got God on the inside of me. I'm walking in the law of life in Christ Jesus. Look at this in Isaiah 53, 1 and 5. It says here, who, and I wanted to add this in here. And I'm closing down, but look at this. This is very interesting. It says here, who has believed our report with a question mark? In other words, do we have any Christians that really believe God? Do we have any people that really believe that God can protect you? I know you guys can. But but, But who has believed our report with a question mark? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he has grown up before him as a tender plant, talking about Jesus, as a root out of dry ground. He had no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he bore our griefs, which griefs, if you translate that, are sicknesses and carried our sorrows. And you can translate that to pains. So so not only did he bore our griefs, amen, but he bore our sicknesses and carried our pains. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. That's powerful. That, that's talking about Jesus. And that's a, a prophetic, you know, uh, uh, message from Isaiah. And this is, this is uh, uh, just talking about how Jesus paid the price so that we can walk in victory in every, every area of my life. Four keys before I close out. If you're going to walk in divine health and the power of God, you're going to walk in healing. You must believe that Jesus paid the price for your healing through the crucifixion. In other words, Jesus took stripes on his body for your healing. He didn't do it for nothing. Amen. Amen. Everything Jesus went through, uh, through the cross, through the crucifixion meant something. You got to believe that. You've got to confess, number two, you've got to confess that you are a child of God under God's uh, divine protection. You've got to start confessing uh, that you're divinely protected by God from anything. Number three, we must command the devil to loose us from any bondage that the enemy's trying to put us in, on, put on us. We must continue to, 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 to demand and command the enemy to leave us alone. God, I'm going to say this, you know, sometimes I deal with fear. Every once in a while, I deal with anxiety. Anybody out there like me? 
but I, but I have to say something. I have to confess the word. I have to tell the anxiety to leave me. I speak to my mountains. I command them to leave, and they got to leave. And the number four key, continue to walk in the love of God. Continue to allow the love of God and, and don't be judgmental or critical or uh, uh, don't allow just the little things to get you down. Amen. In other words, stay positive. Stay, keep, stay, keep a positive attitude no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what's going down. Amen. Stay positive. In other words, don't gripe and complain. We know this, and I, I really believe that, that, that the Israelites in the Old Testament, it, it, when they were coming out of Egypt, going into the promised land, we know that they griped and complained in the wilderness. And when they did that, it said that they were destroyed of the destroyer. So we got to make sure that we're staying positive and we're not griping and complaining because I even think even if we are allowing that to come into our life, even as new creations of Christ, that's not how kings talk. Amen. I'm going to say that again. You know, you know, there's an Old Testament and where this where this king said said something really negative about a prophet. And the other king said to him, that's not how kings talk. And I want to say this. We're kings. Jesus is king of kings. And Lord of Lords. And you're a king in your domain. And you got to speak like a king. And how do kings speak? They command and they decree. And when we start commanding and decreeing some things in our lives, in our family lives, in the life, life of the church, I'm telling you, it will surely come to pass. You believe that today? Did you receive it this morning? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you. For your mercies and your goodness and your love. And I, I thank you, Father God, that, that we have divine protection. That we have healing by the blood of Jesus and the stripes of Jesus. And Father, I thank you for those that are here in the audience. Those that are watching online. Perhaps there's those that are in the audience today that's dealing with stuff. I believe today can be their, their day of deliverance. I believe as you're watching online, it can be your day of deliverance. God can set you free today. All you have to do is receive by faith his healing power. So I'm going to pray for you today. I'm going to pray for each one. But, the, but first of all, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, the, the mo- most important thing for you to have is a relationship with God. And I'm telling you, the Bible says that this is a day of salvation, which means it might not be another day. So 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 I want to lead you in a prayer of salvation. And as you as you're led in that prayer, I believe that God can deliver you and set you free from any any element of the enemy. Amen. Say this meaning in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe. You were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.